Hey, I'm Andy. I'm Andy. And you're listening to the HMO Podcast. Over 10 years ago, I set myself the challenge of building my own property portfolio. And what began as a short-term investment plan soon became a long-term commitment to change the way young people live together. I've now built several successful businesses. I've raised millions of pounds of investment and I've managed thousands of tenants. Join me and some very special guests to discover the tips, tricks and hacks, the ups and the downs, the best practice and everything else you need to know to start, scale and systemize your very own HMO portfolio. Now. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the HMO podcast. In this episode, I want to talk about something that I've had loads of fun with over the years. We've used it lots and lots of times to a really, really great effect, and it can really transform the end product of your HMOs. And it's something that anybody can do. It's not something that costs a fortune, you don't need loads of inside information, you don't need to be an interior design guru whatsoever to do this. You just need to be a bit creative and you just need to find a bit of time to do a bit of research and plan it properly. So we're going to talk about interior panelling and how you can use it in your HMOs to completely transform spaces, to really up your game, to create an A-class product. Because let's face it, In this day and age, with so much competition in the market and everything else going on, it's never been more important to make sure that we are producing products that jump off the page, literally jump off the page. We want our prospective tenants to see our adverts, either on maybe Spare Room or on Rightmove, wherever it is. We want them to see our pictures of our properties and just be wow sold before they even walk in that they want to live in this property they want to live in this space and interior paneling is one of the most effective ways I've ever come across to do this and it's amazing because it's actually one of the cheapest ways to do it it took me a while to actually try it I think for a long time I was nervous and I too felt like you needed to be a specialist, you needed to know lots of specialists, you needed really particular types of materials that would be difficult to get hold of. But that that really wasn't the case. And I would say we've probably used it 15, 20 times since then in a number of different formats. And almost every single one of them, I've been able to step back and say, wow, that looks so good. It's a lot of fun. You can try so many different things. So in this episode, we're going to just explore the idea and we're going to talk about the different ways, the different looks that you can create using interior panelling. And we're going to talk about the pros and the cons to it. Because like most things, you know, there are some really great benefits to it. There are a few considerations. And um, we're going to talk about the versatility of interior panelling. Um, the industrial look is so easy to replicate and there are so many ways to do it. You can use some old scaffoldboards or some stained oak. And if you combine that with some old style lighting with some filament bulbs or some old steel piping or some copper piping, it can look absolutely incredible. And you can put it in a small space or a big space, depends on the overall feel you want. And we'll talk about that as well. But creating the industrial look is definitely something that we can all achieve. The Scandinavian look is a really cool look. We'll give you a totally different feel, but that's that's also dead easy to achieve. And one of the ways of doing that is by selecting the type of wood you use quite carefully and the other accents that you offset it against. But again, not an expensive look to try and achieve. 
you can create some really contemporary solutions or you can even create a nice warm cozy feeling we've got some of those as well um, and again it depends on the type of space you've got how much material you're using even the ceiling heights can have an impact here but there's just a few different ways that you can use this look you can use paneling to bring the outside inside as well i've seen that done so so well the pros to trying panelling and using panelling are that certainly the first one is that it's relatively cheap um, particularly when you look at some alternatives but if for example you've got a pretty dodgy wall maybe you've got some piping or maybe you've got some electrical chasing to consider doing when you step back and look at the potential of maybe battening a wall and putting some panelling on top which will then cover all this mess behind it or chasing everything in, skimming it down, repainting the wall, putting a few coats on and all the labour involved, it's probably not a million miles away. And the end result is significantly different if you've gone down the panelling route. So it can be quite a cost-effective solution depending on how much you need to do and what the overall purpose of it is. But even so, Depending on the type of material that you pick and even where you source that material, it can really keep the cost down. Reclaimed scaffold boards, at one point they were incredibly cheap. They have gone up a bit because it has become a bit trendy and people have got a, you know, um, got a got used to the idea and, and know that they can sell them for a little bit more. But it's definitely something that you can still do really cheaply. Another great thing, one of the real pros is that the materials that you need for this are often readily available because there aren't that many people out there trying to do what you're doing. Everybody needs oak for certain things and everybody needs um, ply for certain things, but it's there, it's on the shelves, you can go and grab it. You don't need to order anything bespokely uh, as such. The biggest pro for me about panelling though is that it'll make you stand out so much if for example you look at instagram and some social media stuff there are people who've done it and done it incredibly well and i definitely recommend you go and look at it look at the stuff that they've done but when you zoom out and look at the rental market as you know much more broadly and particularly the hmo market the student market the professional market there's really only a tiny tiny fraction of people using these sorts of methods to create very different products so actually Relatively speaking, you'll you'll definitely stand out if you're going to try some of some of this, and that's so so important for you. Um, the versatility of paneling is amazing. There are so many different applications. There are so many different materials. In fact, I'll come back and talk to you a bit more about versatility in a minute. Um, and one of the other great pros to it, and I mentioned it earlier, is that you can cover a multitude of sins. No matter how bad that wall is, you can batten it and cover it with panelling and you'll never know it's there and it's fantastic so a really really great solution we've we've done that so many occasions when we've had walls that just have pipes running all over or just needed either to be pulled back to brick bonded and re-skimmed and all the labour involved you know we've, we've done some really creative solutions where that would have been the only alternative um, so let's talk about versatility then so there are so many different materials that you can use to have a go at paneling 
One of my favourites, certainly at the minute, is ply, plywood. Ply isn't the cheapest material, but you can get an incredible finish, really clean, and it can create a nice warm and contemporary feeling, which is brilliant. And you can apply it to so many different styles. We can apply it to a Scandi look. We can apply it to something clean and contemporary. You can put it in small spaces and big spaces and it still works. And one of the great things and what we've done is we've also taken the idea of, of, of using panelling and creating cool features with ply. And then we've used accents like desks, and coffee tables in ply as well. Or maybe we've built a notice board out of ply. And that really natural looking wood colour just looks so, so good. Recently, we did a project where we were really limited on the budget and... We just wanted the decorator to be able to come, get in, get out, keep it as low cost as possible. Because to be fair, there wasn't a huge amount of decorating to be done. So what we decided to do was keep the whole place white and we just gave it a bit of a sprinkle of monochrome with some cool uh, graphics. And they were just big, bold graphics. And then throughout the property, we used some ply with the desks and some feature walls to offset it and it just looked incredible and those rooms just shot out the door um, everybody who viewed them the first viewing they were gone and I was really really pleased with that another cool material we've used and this is probably the cheapest material I've come across is something called OSB I don't actually know what it stands for but if you go down to any merchant or even B&Q where it's a bit more expensive you'll find that they sell this um, and it's and, and it's so easy to get your hands on it's basically like reconstituted chipboard and often they'll use it on building sites to, you know, cover the windows when they're not being used or to, to lay it down to protect floors. It's not the most durable material in the world, particularly not when it's exposed to the external elements, but it's inside so it doesn't matter. So it's great for us. And that kind of rough look is so cool and it, we've found it works really really well for some of the student properties um, if you check out actually my instagram profile have a hunt and there's some pictures of a project where we use lowest loads of osb and we we offset it with this really cool vibrant blue color and we put some we did some really cool painting style on top of it and it just looked incredible can walk in and just get this wow factor but it was so cheap to do all we did was batten the walls and then put these huge sheets of osb on one by one the whole process probably took us about half a day and i reckon a wall that was maybe you know several square meters cost us about 150 quid something like that it was so easy to do and you can definitely do this we've used reclaimed wood we've used pallets in fact we've even used old um gym floor wood like flooring from the old gyms which has been really cool you can also use oak um, you can use metals we've used stainless steel before um, that's kind of been worn a little bit which has looked really really cool um, I've even seen people use corrugated steel and other corrugated materials which just looked amazing and that that was great because they kind of brought that outside here outside idea inside like I mentioned earlier there are lots of different finishes you can apply. So, you know, still on versatility, you can take all of these materials and then you can apply a different finish to it. So I've mentioned the fact that you can paint some of them. You can also stain them. And there are so many different stains. It really is mind blowing, but you can just have a play around light stains, dark stains, tinted stains. Um, you can create really cool patterns with them as well. So 
for example, you don't even have to just put it on sheet by sheet. You can batten it or place it onto the wall to create cool geometric shapes or other cool styles on the wall. And I've seen some people using that incredibly well. Often what we'll do and what we've, what we've done a few times is we found someone who's got a CNC machine, which is basically just a big machine and you can tell the computer to do a few things and the computer will just cut or route anything that you like into it. So we'll just take some big sheets and we'll create some nice straight lines down it, which are carved out. And it gives this, gives this really incredible linear effect down the wood and it's amazing. Um, so that's definitely something that you can do as well. You can use it in different spaces, so you can panel in any space. You can imagine we've done it in bathrooms. We've actually panelled around baths and we've used it in bedrooms for headboards. We've used it loads in the communal spaces where we've you know, done feature walls in it. One of the really cool things we've done as well is we've done it on the ceilings, which creates this incredible effect and it actually makes a room, it can make a room feel much, much better bigger we've done it across the ceiling and down the walls it's been really incredible so yeah you can you can do it like that as well um and you can try and get a very different feel out of it depending on what your overall aim is if you for example are trying to create a bit of an industrial look you're probably not looking for a warm cozy feeling so you might have some big pieces on the walls and maybe a big piece on the ceiling and that'll make it feel very open and spacious if, for example, you wanted to make a, a, a space feel nice nice and cosy, maybe you'd do less on the ceiling and maybe surround it a little bit on the feature walls. And maybe you'd use a, a warmer type of material like a, like a wood, maybe the ply or a, a natural oak. And that could be really good to create that feeling. There are, of course, a few negatives to using panelling. One of the issues that I found is that we've done it and we've had great ideas about the panelling, but we haven't really thought about what we're trying to achieve in the whole house. We sort of skipped that step. And you have to be really careful with panelling about that because you can walk in and you know have certain paints or a type of kitchen over here and then have some panelling over there. And the two can just contrast and sometimes it can look really, really bad. And I'll be honest, we've definitely made mistakes there on that as well. We've also made mistakes on the way that we've laid it. So we've done it in a herringbone fashion before and we did it in quite big, big planks. And it just looked too chunky in what was actually quite a small, cosy space. And it, and it really didn't work. We used it as a kind of a, a, a thin feature behind almost where the TV goes and on its own, it looked really, really cool and it made a good Instagram shot. But to be honest, walking into the house, it didn't quite feel right. It actually looked like a bit of an afterthought. But hey-ho, you learn from these things. But definitely you need to think and plan. You need to just make sure that you have a, a total concept and that this panelling fits into that, that concept. Um, one of the other issues can be sourcing materials. Now, the OSB and ply and... Um, and to some extent oak can be pretty easy to get your hands on but if you want anything else a bit more bespoke or you need to do anything like the CNC machine you do need to find the right sorts of individuals who, who can supply that even getting your hands on scaffold boarding can be a bit of a pain these days it used to be dead easy on eBay you could go and just buy them you know by the pallet load but now it's definitely become a bit more difficult and I've even heard that 
um, there is a bit of a shortage on the market because ultimately they were reused gravel balls and a lot of them were coming from sites from scaffolders when they would eventually retire them. But because of the value, they um, have either been selling them directly or keeping hold of them themselves because the cost of the boards themselves, even when new, has risen. So they've been keeping hold of the older ones for longer and longer. Um, finding the right people to fit this stuff as well is really important. You don't necessarily need a joiner because most of panelling is fairly rough work. It's very rarely, you know, perfectionism that we're striving for here but you need to be able to batten and plan and kind of like tiling you still need to make sure it looks right when you meet the walls you don't want a really thin cut at, at an end that just looks a little bit weird uh, and of course we want it straight and of course we want to make sure that once it's on that wall it's staying on that wall or if it's on the ceiling even more so we don't want it falling down from the ceiling obviously and I suppose even though the cost of these can be really economic, it, you can get a bit carried away. It's, I've done it myself and one thing has led to another and the idea has spiralled a bit and all of a sudden with the labour involved, the cost has become you know, a real consideration and we've had to maybe revert or change the idea a little bit. And what you'll find is the material that you use and the complexity of the way that you want it fitting will really determine the cost if you can find the material fairly cheaply let's say for like osb and then you're just banging it on sheet by sheet it's pretty simple work but if you want to take something like for example um ply and you want to create a really cool geometric style on a wall which looks amazing it's going to take a lot longer in labor time obviously so you need to factor that in and because it isn't necessarily something that people do regularly i found that they sometimes struggle to price it a little bit because they don't quite know how long it's going to take. And if you start throwing fairly complex designs at them, that's that's definitely you know going to push the price up. Um, one of the other ways to, to use panelling really effectively, and I haven't done this myself, but I've seen some really, really, really incredible um, examples. And it's definitely something that's coming into fashion is to use old Victorian, Georgian-style panelling I'm not convinced that it works as well in the student homes as it does the professional homes. But in the professional homes, what I've seen people doing is making these really magnificent and very contemporary and luxurious styles in bedrooms and in communal spaces. And often when it's finished with a handrail or a dagle rail, I'm not sure what, what you call it, but it has it does look incredible. And to be honest, that's not expensive to do as well. I've actually got it in my own house and it's really easy. Some plywood um, prepped and fixed to the walls and then really just um, primed and painted uh, and with a bit of wood filler to um, cover the gaps. Looks absolutely incredible. Um, I've seen it done on full walls, I've seen it done on half walls, I've seen it done three quarter as well. And it's a good way to contrast the wall as well. And it can help make a, a space feel much bigger. So there you go, there's another idea on how you can use panelling as well. So, you know, there you go, lots of ideas on how you can use panelling. I could probably do an episode on 
each different style that we've done and used. But if you want a bit of inspiration, go and check out my Instagram page because I've put loads of examples on there. So um, yeah, go and check them out and have some fun looking at them. But give it a go. Um, what have you got to lose? I think, you know, the the risk of you getting it wrong is fairly low and the potential reward of getting it right and impressing your tenants and keeping your occupancy up and making your photos look incredible is definitely going to outweigh any risk here. So yeah, please go and give it a go. Um, I'd love to hear from you as well. If you have tried it, let me know, send me a message and um, perhaps we can share some photos and I can post some examples of yours as well because I think there are probably more people out there that have tried it. I just haven't come across everybody's stuff yet. Um, but I hope you found that interesting and useful and I hope it has inspired some of you to go and try something new. I think you can create an incredible look. I think you can do it on a real budget and you can definitely have some fun with this. So give it a go. Thank you so much for tuning in today. As always, if you could share the podcast, it would mean a huge amount to me. And if you've got a minute or two and you could leave me a review, I would hugely appreciate it because it's so important now. Thank you again for tuning in and I will see you in the next episode.